Coming up on the Spread Offense presented by the Aztec Breakdown Podcast, Jacob and I go into the Week 2 matchup against UCLA. We have seven picks ready to go for you. Looking forward to the big game. The Aztec, you know, spoiler alert, the Aztecs are huge underdogs. But first, don't forget to rate, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow Trone and the show at Aztec Breakdown. You can follow me at It's Austin Bolton, Jacob at Aztec Analytics, Carly at Car Car McGee, and Kyle at Call Me Kinslow. But yeah, I think we have a good one coming up ahead for you. Let's get after it. San Diego Jacob, week two of the spread offense. You ready to make some picks? How are you doing today? Doing great. Aztecs won an interesting game, to say the least, but 2-0 heading into a tough opponent at UCLA. Let's get to it. Yeah, I mean, right before we get started, just one announcement. Um, listener Mark Lau hit us up through Spotify and asked about tailgating. And he was just asking, is, is it frowned upon? Like, did they not love it? And I would just say tailgating is definitely is definitely pro tailgating at Snapdragon. The one thing is, is they'll give you a slip of paper that says don't double park basically in the spaces. So you have to keep everything contained within your parking space when you're, when you're tailgating at Snapdragon. But Mark, I appreciate you reaching out. I actually usually just take the trolley. So if you hear this, cause I tried to follow you so I could DM you, but reach out to me on Twitter and I will email you our parking pass in the and the grass lot on the West side which is actually the best tailgating lot because it's it's not on it's not on the dirt or the concrete. So reach out via DM. I'll, I'll fire off my parking pass to you, and then uh, you and your friends coming down from NorCal can have a good time uh, tailgating before the UCLA game. So, so yeah, hit us up. And, uh, yeah, Jacob, Idaho State game, 36-28. What's some of your takes from, from that game? Well, you know, I feel like when you have a game – against an FCS team, a team that you know that talent-wise you're better than, you're most likely going to beat. You got to look ahead game in UCLA. There's kind of two ways you can kind of look at it. Look at it. You can say SDSU underperformed, um, didn't play as well as we should against a clearly inferior opponent. Or you could say, well, it's a look ahead game. You know, the main goal of that game is to just get out of it uninjured. A win is a win which you're not a big fan of. And, you know, it's just get to the next week. Um, obviously, coaches will tell you um, it's just about, you know, getting to the next week. We don't look ahead sort of thing. Um, so just that's not a, That's nonsense, by the way. How we, yeah. Because look-aheads are – I mean, they, they are real. Look-aheads are real. Um, did, was there a look-ahead factor? We don't really know. But – you know, mixed reviews on, on how, how the game went against Idaho State. I, I will say, Idaho State did turn over 70% of their team plus a new coach with a completely new scheme. So there's a little bit of just like surprise factor there. And also, Idaho State's just nothing to lose. At least with this upcoming game for the Aztecs, there's there's plenty of film, plenty of trend lines about Chip Kelly's style of offense. Um, it'll be a little bit more predictable, I think, for the Aztecs. Whereas last week was, 
hey, let's let's get into our shell defense and our shell offense and just work on our th- and not really make any adjustments for the opponent. Whereas going into this game, there will be a much more defined game plan because you know it's a much more known quantity what you're going against. So uh, yeah, all right. Very fair. So week so in our preseason week, Jacob and I were both three five and one. We pushed on we pushed on the turnovers, which they had three turnovers. And the the we our total yards line was actually off by only seven yards. So we made a pretty good total yards line when we were going through just making up our own lines. But um yeah, so preseasons is over. I'm gonna keep track of everything. I already have a spreadsheet made just to see just kind of how we do this season. But um just full disclaimer, just gonna say it again. Online sports betting is illegal in California. We will not I am not going to be placing my own money on these picks, but whatever you do with this information is up to you, but fade us at your own discretion. All right, let's get into the lines, Jacob. Team total TDs. We have SDSU at 1.5 TDs. The over is the favorite at minus 170, which means the the implied probability is 62.9%. So over under one and a half touchdowns for the Aztecs on Saturday. So I, I think I'm gonna get I think I'm gonna go over on this one. The reason being I think SDSU gets to the seventeen to twenty point range. And the only way that happens is if they pretty much score two touchdowns. I doubt that they're gonna, you know, kick four field goals and a touchdown. I really do think that they can score two touchdowns. Uh whether it's through the air or on the ground, I'm not exactly sure. Could you know, could be I mean, let's see what Jalen Maiden had he had uh what, a hundred and what was it? Thir- 132 yards rushing, I think it was what it was. Yeah, 131 and two touchdowns. So I, I do think I do think that they could go uh, over one and a half. And you said one and a half is the favorite, correct, on that one? Yeah, one and a half is the favorite at, uh, implied, at minus 170, so implied probability of 62.9%. So I agree with you. I also think the Aztecs are going to be over. Um, I, a little bit differently than you, though. I... I only think the I think the Aztecs if they get one touchdown that's probably par for the course on offense. This will be a game that the defense gets one or special teams gets one. I think Doug Deacon's going to probably dial something up on the special teams where, you know, hopefully they find some kind of tendency or overcorrection that they can exploit on a kickoff return or a punt return. Also, last week against Coastal Carolina, uh, UCLA had three interceptions against them and the Aztecs are a better defense than Coastal Carolina. You know, they're just dying to get a pick six. They had one called back in the first game against Ohio. You know, they had a couple good runbacks um, from their interceptions that they had in the second game uh, with UCLA playing, but not only playing, UCLA is going to play three quarterbacks in this game. Um, the old adage is you have to play two quarterbacks. You have to play zero. I don't know what that means if you're going to play three quarterbacks, but I think it's got to be awfully tough to, look over your shoulder like that, which then could force you into some mistakes, right? And I think the Aztecs are primed to have another game with a, with a lot of turnovers, to to gain a lot of turnovers, and I think they're going to get one. I think they're going to get, you know, some kind of defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown that gets them over the one-and-a-half touchdowns as predicted. So moving on to UCLA, UCLA is at – they it is their over-under on touchdowns is three-and-a-half – the over is the favorite at minus 150. So slightly less implied probability that they'll get over three and a half touchdowns at 60%. Jacob, what are, what are you feeling on UCLA for over under three and a half touchdowns? So this one's actually tough because of what you just mentioned about how Chip Kelly said he's going to play three quarterbacks, right? 
Um, I just want to go out there and say this, that Chip Kelly needs to stop with this three-quarterback thing. If UCLA wants to be the best version of themselves, they need to start Dante Moore, true freshman, five-star. Playing two or three quarterbacks is going to do them no favors in the future. But if you have to account for three quarterbacks or even two from what we're doing in terms of the betting, there's not a lot of continuity when you're you know, changing guys drive to drive. Um, but with that being said, I, I still – just given the performance of the San Diego State defense against an inferior opponent like Idaho State, who went for 344 yards passing, um, I just I, I just think that the UCLA defense or excuse me offense can can do what they want on this defense just based off of how they've looked thus far. I think if Dante Moore plays the majority of the snaps, I think uh, a three and a half you know four touchdowns is a lot. Um, but I think they can get to it. I really do. I think Dante Moore, great quarterback, can throw the ball, can run the ball. So I would probably have to take over three and a half touchdowns because I project UCLA at around 34 to 37 points in this game. So I'm going over three and a half. Okay. I like that. It's uh, well, I don't like it. I hope that doesn't happen. But you know, if Dante Moore does play, I mean, he definitely was the more efficient guy when he played against Coastal Carolina. He was seven of 12, 143 yards, whereas Ethan Garbers was 10 of 17 for 121 yards and two interceptions. So, you know, if they play him, if they play, if they play more, that they definitely seems like they're better off. Um, I'm going to go with the under only because of your first point is that Chip Kelly's getting too cute. And I think. Even if they, even if Ethan, I'm sorry, even if Dante Moore say, say they kind of rotate the guys in the first half and then they say, okay, Moore's our guy in the second half, stop screwing around. I don't think they're going to get three touchdowns in the second half like that. I think if they're going to do it, they got to kind of, they got to get 14 in the first half, 14 in the second, or maybe, you know, let it, if their game gets a little out of hand in the second half. But I think with them playing too cute in the first half, they're going to see whichever guy gets a little bit of momentum. And by, by all accounts, it'll probably be more. They're just going to shoot themselves in the foot to get to the three and a half touchdowns in the second half or in the total game to where they won't actually quite reach it. And with the Aztecs desire and game plan to take the air out of the ball and win the time of possession, um, you know, those factors will are just going to take points off the board. And in the first game against Coastal Carolina, um, Coastal Carolina actually won the time of possession battle. So. You know, they won the time of possession battle pretty pretty effectively here. I have it. Where is it? They won the time of possession, I want to say, oh, yeah, here it is, 34 to 25. So if the Aztecs can do anything like that against Coastal Carolina and move the ball at all and, and create these bigger possessions, and then Chip Kelly farts around with three quarterbacks, I think that just spells, you know, just there's just not going to be a lot of points in this game in general. So, you know, although it seems to be super homer on the under, that UCLA can absolutely still win this game. I just don't think there's going to be as many points overall um, as the betting public seems seems to be out there. So I'm going to go with the under. Um, the yeah, next one, and, and real quick, to add, can I add to that real quick? Um, yeah, I think I think this is a hard one because everything you just said is 100 percent correct. If they come out, they mess around with three quarterbacks, right? There's no continuity. SDSU says, you know what? We're just here to cover the spread. We're going to do our best to deflate the ball. Then it could absolutely go under. And I, you know, I would be hundred percent okay with that. Uh, just my standpoint of the over three and a half touchdowns is kind of where I project their uh, you know, total points. 
And, you know, for me, you know, like I said, I got them in between uh, 34 and 37. They've, they've got to score touchdowns to, to do that. But I also think that we still kind of don't understand how the clock rules, the new clock rules have really affected the game too. Because, you know, Chip Kelly, they had four possessions in the first half. And Chip Kelly was interviewed. He made that comment. He said, I hope you guys have fun selling a lot of these commercials. So it seems to me like there's, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities to score, which could lean to your favor of the under three and a half touchdown. And listen, that's going to be an adjust. You know, Chip Kelly's known to be hard headed. And if his offense threes and out goes three and out because, and then they're not taking any time off the clock because, you know, they're throwing and they're, they're going no huddle. And then the Aztecs come out and first down, second down, third down, first down, second down, third down. And they're just, just churn and clock throughout this game. And, you know, if UCLA only has four possessions in the first half, that's absolutely Brady Hoke's goal is for them to duplicate that in the first half. So it'll just be interesting to see the contrast of styles in this game, which will overall dictate the amount of um, just points. And also I think when you, you talk about the new rules, the Aztecs bend, but don't break defense helps in that regard because they're going to let you get a lot of yards. They're going to let you, they're going to let you kind of just, you know, be underneath the coverage to where they're, they let up, you know, six yard catches, you know, they give up five yard catches, but that clock's going to keep ticking when they get for when they, you know, barely get a first down, the clock's going to keep ticking and there's just going to be less plays And the Aztec defense to this point seems like that's by design, right? Like they're just keeping everything in front of them and then hoping they get an interception once everything's kind of crammed in the red zone. So it's a uh, the, the the new clock rules have definitely it's a definitely an interesting wrinkle because it's definitely showed itself but it's but the overall results on how to adjust kind of that hasn't come out yet being so early in the season. Yeah. All right. So first first team to score a touchdown here, San Diego State is a plus five fifty. So that means if you bet a hundred dollars on SDSU to score the first touchdown, you will profit five hundred and fifty dollars. And the implied probability of that is fifteen point four percent. UCLA is a minus one seventy with a sixty-two point nine implied probability there. Um look, if the Aztecs want any chance to win, they definitely have to score first. I think that's probably a, a pretty big factor, but I also wouldn't be surprised if UCLA marches down, scores, punches them in the face, and then maybe the Aztec defense will lock up because there definitely seems to be the first possession of the Aztecs. The team can kind of do whatever they want, and then Kirk Maddox makes makes an, an, some adjustments. So I think for me on this one, I got UCLA getting the first touchdown of the game only for then the Aztecs defense to make an adjustment and tighten up after that and still keep the score low. But uh, Jacob, what do you got for who do you got for first touchdown of the game? Kind of going back to what we just said, uh, how I mentioned, you know, Chip Kelly was obviously very upset at the fact that he only had three possessions. I think if they win the toss, they're getting the ball. And like you said, if they get the ball, there's a good chance they go down there and try to score right away because he kind of made it clear that you got to really capitalize on the possessions you have. Um, now, in terms of like a value play with the odds that you provided – Oh, you definitely put you definitely put ten bucks on the Aztecs to win fifty five there. Yeah, with, especially with the odds you provided, because all I mean, all it takes is to say we get, you know, we get the coin toss, which is luck. We get the ball, you know, blown coverage downfield, touchdown, whatever. So from a value standpoint, I definitely go SDSU. What t- you know, what would happen first? You said it was touchdown, correct? Yeah, it was touchdown. 
then yeah, I would you know definitely go UCLA uh, at at minus one seventy, just because if San Diego State does get the ball first, you'd maybe think you know maybe field goal sort of thing. Uh, but You're UCLA, hoping Keenan Christian bus one. Kelly. Yeah. Whereas you know if UCLA gets it, I think Chip Kelly's going to go down there and you know give his best the first drive, try to go get a points you know immediately um, when he can. It's definitely a game where whichever team wins the coin toss is going to take the ball, right? The Aztecs want to get ahead first, and Chip Kelly wants possessions. And so whoever whoever wins the coin toss is definitely going to take the ball. Like I, I hundred percent, I that would be the strategy for me at least if we're going to go down that road. But you know, it's uh, it's definitely like if you were just like on DraftKings, you know, sportsbook, like you stay all the way away unless you just want to sprinkle a little something on the Aztecs just to see what happens because. It is such an important factor for if the Aztecs score, that's a huge factor for them. And that's going to obviously be, you know, a major fat, you know, something that they emphasize to get on the board first. So, you know, if you wanted to sprinkle a little something there, but otherwise it's a total stay away, but just fun to talk about when it, when it comes to the overall momentum of the game. So here's, here's one that I found to be interesting that I saw online in the sports book. And that is the largest lead of the game when I looked these up on Tuesday, it was 18 and a half points and that has stretched to 20 and a half points. Jacob, do you think the largest lead of the game will be over 20 and a half points against uh, UCLA? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. 20 and a half is interesting. That's a that's lot right of points. Key number of 21. Yeah. It's right under that key number of 21. Um, if you think, you know, UCLA could go through touchdowns, honestly, if it's all the way at 20 and a half, I kind of like under um, because, you know, that could be as big as, you know, a 30 to 10 game or, uh, you know, 31 to 13, something like that. Um, now, if you, if UCLA does get, you know, come out super, super hot, gets up to a three touchdown lead, obviously that wouldn't work. But at 20 and a half, I, I do like plus 20 and a half in terms of, uh, well, I guess it'd be under 20 and a half for the, uh, largest lead of the game. I just think with kind of what we just talked about of maybe what our strategy is. Um, and like you mentioned, Ben, but don't break defense. I think uh, under 20 and a half is a, is a safe, is a safe bet. If it's not that way, then I think this game won't even be remotely close in terms of where it ends up. Yeah. The Aztecs aren't coming back from any kind of 20 point deficit. They're not pulling a Wyoming at Texas Tech coming back from 17 down. They're just not built like that. That's not how they want to play. They want to play from ahead. Um, I agree with you. I, I think UCLA could control this entire game and still be under their largest lead being 20 and a half. I mean, they could be up 17 basically the whole game where it floats between 17, 10, 13, 20, 13, you know, kind of back and forth of just them always having two arm lengths away from the Aztecs. But because I, I do really, truly believe that possessions are going to be at a premium this game. And I just don't think there will be enough possessions unless it's just a total blowout and we're throwing picks and giving up special teams touchdowns, which I have more faith in, our, in the Aztecs special teams and defense for that to kind of happen. I mean, this game solely rests on the offense. And if they can keep it close, then I think the Aztecs can pull off a major upset here. If the if the offense is middling, I think UCLA will probably have, you know, a you know, nice stiff arm away from the Aztecs the entire game, control the entire game. 
but I, I just don't see it getting to 20 and a half points. I think that's just a lot. That's just a huge lead for an away game for two teams that, you know, you know, the Aztecs are ranked right roughly with Coastal Carolina in both the S&P and pro football focus. And UCLA only beat Coastal Carolina by 14. And UCLA was at home in that game. And and they're away in this one. I just don't. This is even. This isn't even a homer pick. I, I just don't see how they get that big of a lead unless the wheels totally fall off. Yep. Yep. That's a fair assessment for sure. Okay, so this is where Jacob's model comes into play. So we have the first. He, it really is really good for you know that he's programmed it for total points, uh, and then and then the spread. So that's kind of the last two that we have here. So just to make sure, so the over under for this game is forty nine total points. So I just saw it like I saw someone online just talk about like it gets to fifty. The Essex were never getting to fifty. No, what we're talking about here is San Diego State's points plus UCLA's points. Combines for 49 overall points. Um, it's roughly even where they have the over or under when it comes to implied probability. Um, let's start this first. This isn't going to be part of our official picks, but the way that it's broken down is that UCLA's total points are over under 31 and a half, and SDSU's over under is 16 and a half. So, Jacob, you. You personally, what's what's your UCLA total points? You think they're you think they're going to be over under thirty one and a half? So I do think they're going to be over thirty one and a half, uh, but I think that could be as low as I mean as close as thirty four to thirty seven. Um, SDSU, you said sixteen and a half. I think that's fair because I, I think basically what that's saying is is you know it's either going to be fourteen or thirteen for the Aztecs, um, seventeen at best. Um, what I have in terms of total points um, is I have just over 51 points. So that would be over 49. And 51, for example, would be like a 34 to 17, or it would be a, you know, a 37 to 14 sort of thing. Um, but I do have uh, over 49 on the point total, and I think that's obviously predicated on um, UCLA's offense and what their potential is to do against the San Diego State defense in terms of, you know, scoring points. Yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, look, Chip Kelly's got the pedigree on offense. I think that's a fair assessment. The Aztecs have given up a ton of yards and can't tackle. I mean, their overall tackling grade on PFF is, you know, 40, That's which is horrible. You know, average is 60, 40 is like bottom of the barrel. So, you, you know, you got to think with UCLA's much better athletes, you know, out on the perimeter that, you know, that's definitely a possibility, you know, with J. Michael Sturdiviant, I mean, he had an 89.3 offensive grade on PFF. So, you know, just bordering elite. And if they play their better of the two quarterbacks, you know, they get him underneath in a bend, don't break, you know, it's just going to be tough to really stop them. So, you know, I definitely, you know, that's a definitely valid way to look at this game. I personally think this game will be under 49 will be under 49 total points. And this is my reason why. So looking at the S&P, ESPN S&P Plus, Coastal Carolina is 85th in defense. The Aztecs are 48th. So they are 40 spots higher than Coastal Carolina um, in total defense. And last week's game with UCLA, against UCLA was 27-13. That's 40 total points. That's still nine points under. So what you're saying is that, that, that UCLA is going to get that much up for this game on the road against what's supposed to be a better defense according to the metrics. 
I just don't I just don't see them getting enough points to get to the full 49. I think this game will be, you know, somewhere like 24-17, 21, you know, 27-20. You know, I think that's kind of the the top layer of this is going to be 20 like, you know, right around 27-20, 24-21. I don't think either team breaks 30 in this game. I think again, possessions are going to be at a premium. The Aztecs are going to play that way. When the Aztecs beat UCLA in 2019, the Aztecs had a had a time of possession advantage of 38 minutes to 21. That's not that much different than what Coastal Carolina did. They just didn't get as many points on the board. Like I said earlier, Coastal Carolina had a 34 uh, minutes of possession to UCLA's 25. It's funny that the Aztec, the way that Coastal Carolina lost that game to UCLA, their statistics are actually eerily similar to the way the Aztecs won back in 2019. They had a lot of passing yards and no rush and not a ton of rushing yards. Coastal Carolina only had 56 rushing yards in that game, but they had 289 yards passing. Back in 2019, the Aztecs had 293 yards passing and 80 yards rushing. I don't even know who that team is. That doesn't sound like my San Diego State Aztecs, but you know, a very, very similar in kind of the game profile where both both of those games were 40 and under total points. And I think the recipe and the and the game type is roughly going to be the same there. Yep, I agree with that. Okay, so getting into the spread, the overall spread of the game, and the money line. So this game started at UCLA minus nine. That has moved to UCLA minus 14 and a half. So that means the public has been all over UCLA. That that means that they love the UCLA bet, so they keep banging on the UCLA number, so they keep making it bigger and bigger and bigger to to try to even the odds out. So that if you know UCLA does win, they don't take as big of a loss basically in the books. So the public all over UCLA. Are you in this game, Jacob, are you with the public? Minus 14 and a half for UCLA? Um, I'm actually not. The mo- this is you know this kind of interesting. So the my model goes all the way to the hundredth place, right? And you know for some games will come down where the uh, the key number, for example, would be like 0.55, right? And then so you you'd round up to one the whole point. This doesn't happen very often, but the model says dead at 14 points. UCLA minus 14. So 14 and a half would give you that value to take the points for SDSU. Um, like you said, it, it where it started to where it is now, it you know went up multiple points, went up over a field goal, which rarely happens. Um, so obviously the 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 model, like I just mentioned, is right at minus fourteen, which would give you, which that half point at fourteen and a half would give you value on SDSU, and. You know that's that's right on par for for what Vegas has it at, which I don't know if that's a good thing that my model's that close or not. But um, it says UCLA exactly minus fourteen, so two touchdowns right to the T. Sounds like you need to apply for a job at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's what it sounds like. Get your get your, get your model in there for the handicapping. Um, yeah. Look, never trust the public. This isn't even this isn't even like football analytics. Never trust the public. There's a reason why those those casinos have you know all the you know as big as they are in Vegas. The house doesn't lose, baby. And uh, I like the Aztecs here. I don't I don't necessarily think they're going to win. I, you know, I, there's definitely ways they can win, but 
the way the public has been all over UCLA on this, I just think it's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be a lot tighter game than that. Like I said, I, I'm going to hammer the fact that there's just not going to be that many possessions in this game. And just from a pure gambling perspective, the public likes this way too much, way too much for this to actually happen. So for those reasons, I'm taking the Aztecs uh, minus or plus 14 and a half. Um, like I said, from a football perspective, not a ton of possessions, but just from a pure gambling perspective and knowing how this goes, the public's never right like that. Yeah, I uh, real quick, the uh, I just did some research right before we started. And as of whatever that was, 30 minutes ago, 61% of all the bets were on UCLA, including 81% of the money. So like you said, a lot of the public is on it. The Sharps, you know, the quote-unquote pro sports better started betting it. But I think they started betting it under that key number of 14 at 13 and a half, which is why it went all the way up to 14 and a half. And the way you could look at it is, well, hey, now that it went all the way up to 14 and a half, that key number of 14 is now, uh, you know, to San Diego State's favor. So I, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I think uh, plus 14 and a half is, uh, is a solid, solid choice. Okay, so getting in to our last line of the show. The money line is UCLA minus 600, so that's an implied probability of 85.5%. So that means if you bet $100, you would profit an entire $17 on that uh, on that wager. Um, I think looking into this, there's a couple things you can look at. So I think realistically, UCLA probably wins this game. But... Here's here's just a couple of things just to talk about how this happens. When the Aztecs when the, the Aztecs are 18 and 3 when when allowing less than 50% on third down. Last week against a worse defense, UCLA was 7 of 12 on third down. So if you can knock that down a little bit, that gets them into a category where they're 18 and 3. So I think that's going to be a really big indicator whether or not they really stay in this game or not or they really have a chance. Also, since 2021, SDSU is 12 and 1 when not throwing an interception, and Jalen Maiden hasn't thrown an interception this year. Now that that is it without context of who did we play at first and we barely threw, and the Aztecs are really going to have to throw in this game because UCLA's defensive line is just so good that they're not going to give up a ton of rushing yards. So Moose is really going to have to be able to throw the ball. And they're going to have to throw the ball more than they probably have combined all season. So there's going to be more opportunities for interceptions. But if you can really hone in the passing game, make good throws, and not have that timely interception, I think interceptions, defensive third down conversion, and then just getting the ball out quickly to not allow Latu and Murphy to get in the backfield and just really keep those guys off balance. I mean, that's the way the Aztecs are going to win. Yeah. Um, real quick, kind of a game that was very similar to this week one was Texas Tech. They played at Wyoming. Wyoming was 13 and a half, 14 point underdogs, right? They kept it close. They grinded it out. They went, they actually went to two overtimes and with a very similar money line at plus, I want to say it was 420. They won outright. So, you know, it needs to be close most of the game, but that's a very similar uh, game in terms of the fact, you know, you say, oh, 14, well, there's no chance that, you know, a team favored by 14, you know, two touchdowns is going to lose outright. There's definitely a chance. Listen, they did not look that impressive against Coastal Carolina. I think that some of these spreads are way out of whack. 
I just there's money there's public money all over this which has pushed it which has pushed it in a certain way. Um, also, Carly and my in-laws are going to love you for bringing that game up. They're actually selling commemorative tickets if you went to the game, just for the upset at Texas. That like that's how fired up everybody is. But um, no, I think it's a great point. I mean, look at Wyoming. I mean, that's the worst quarterback I've seen in Division One FBS in a long time. I went and watched him in person. He was horrible, and the fact that he gutted it out, made a lot of runs made quick passes, you know, like really timely passes to the tight end. I think that is a great comparison. I think you're actually really spot on with that. And Jalen Maiden is a way better quarterback than Andrew Peasley, like even just every aspect of it. So, you know, I think they're going to have to get tricky. They're going to really have to throw the kitchen sink at them, you know, because the Aztecs goal of probably going one and one in these Pac-12 games, they're really going to have that. I, I would suspect that, this is the game they throw the kitchen sink at because going up to Corvallis against that team is much less likely for them to win. That's much more likely to be a blowout than this game is. And they're going to really throw everything they have against UCLA because they need to get one of these two games. Yep. And why not? I mean, this would be, you know, the biggest win at Snapdragon. You know, this would be another big win in terms of, you know, where God, they need it. Years. They need the you win at Snapdragon. Why, why would you not? throw the kitchen sink out why would you not you know go for it on fourth down multiple times why would you not run a fake field goal if you're close you know what i mean the only those are risks that we are going to have to take to win this game um if they punt from inside the 50 i'm gonna boo so loud i'm just gonna be so pissed if they if they punt any time inside the 50 unless it's like fourth and 20 there's no reason for it in this game. They have to do it. You're exactly right. Like they have to, they have to play with an aggressive manner to keep the ball, keep their, keep their weapons off the field, get those defensive ends tired, keep them on the field for a lot of plays, get them in a place where they're, they're dragging ass a little bit because you know, lots of, that guy's elite, man. That guy's a top 10, the way he played in the first week, that's a top five pick. That could just be a top one pick, like the way that he played. So I think you're totally right. I, you know, it's just, the Aztecs need something good for them. And I think there's also the chip on their shoulder. Nobody believes in us factor in this, not even Vegas lines aside, just all the negativity, you know, the fact we got left at the altar for the PAC 12 stuff. UCLA is going to the freaking big 10. Like what a way to kind of stamp yourself as just bulletin board material to come out and really play aggressive and, you know, put your stamp on things. That's a great way of saying it. All right, Jacob. That's it for us today um, with the lines. Any other points, any other things that you're looking at this game that you just, that you just find interesting before we go? You know, not, not necessarily. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see kind of what our offensive strategy is because we kind of just said how we want to deflate the ball, but at the same time we want to be aggressive. One thing I will say, like we just mentioned, if we have the ball in plus territory and it's fourth and three or less, <laughs> let's go for it. I know we got a great kicker inside, you know, say 30 or 35 yards, but field goals is not going to beat UCLA. So at the very least, all I want to see is just a really, really aggressive team. Leave it all out on the line. You have nothing to lose. And, you know, hopefully something magical can happen. Yeah, no, totally. I think you're spot on. They got to be aggressive. I think they have to limit the possessions, but I think that's just like keeping things in bounds, right? There's, you know, throw on first down to get eight yards. Throw, you know, you know, run a, you know, mix up your your trend lines a little bit here. There's there's nothing wrong with throwing a little bit more on first down, getting eight or nine yards, and then kind of pounding the rock to keep that clock ticking. But also where there may be where the ceiling of the play is to break one, also where you know the floor is a little bit higher, keeps them off balance, but 
maybe you could break one. Um, and if they do break one, then great. Let them have, that's the one place where we want them to have more possessions. I think the one thing as Aztec fans were worried about is just three and out, three and out, run, run, pass, punt. Like as long as we're not doing that and we're moving the ball and getting first downs and just doing stuff that's a little bit interesting and going for it on fourth downs, I think Snapdragon's going to have the best environment we've seen thus far. And, and I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, man. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining the Spread Offense presented by the Aztec Breakdown Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed our picks. Hopefully we're wrong on a couple and right on a couple other ones, but uh, really looking forward to the game this weekend. And uh, anything before we sign off, Jacob? Uh, go Aztecs. Go Aztecs.